create a truly happy memory that will last a lifetime. So when you really want to say thank you for your service, give the experience, give the memory. Vetex, give something to those who gave. For more information on how you can make a difference, go to vetex.org. Louisiana broadcasters are looking for the best of the best, announcing the 2022 LAB Broadcast Scholarship Program. Two $2,000 scholarships are available to Louisiana broadcasting students. For complete details, please call 1-800-364-7260 or go to broadcasters.org. Deadline for entry is January 28, 2022. The Louisiana Association of Broadcasters Scholarship Program, good for you, good for us, great for Louisiana. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM. KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Well, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Coming up next segment, Mr. Lee Sterling. We may try to get Chip Patterson bottom of the hour. Might be tied up, but we will see. Andrew Lopez in a matter of seconds here, buddy. He is free. Just missed the call. So go ahead and give him a buzz back. You will start our number three with him. We've touched on the New Orleans Saints as they went back to work yesterday. Your injury report, Ryan Ramchek, Teron Armstead, Caden Ellis, Garrett Griffin, Little Jordan Humphrey. All did not practice. Pete Werner, Chauncey Garner-Johnson, who's going to be speaking after practice today. Marcus Davenport were all limited. Taysom Hill was full go. Uh, everybody that spoke yesterday, including quarterback Taysom Hill, knows that this is a big game and a rivalry game, so we touched on that, and we'll take more of your calls when it comes to that. They are still an 11-point underdog. Last night in Oklahoma City, a back-and-forth game it was between the Pels and the Thunder, and if you didn't watch the final 7 seconds, 10 seconds, however long it was, you missed a heck of an ending. You probably have heard it by now, but you know what? It doesn't get old. Pels, Thunder, Pels up three. Giddy will float it into Shea, and he throws up a three. From 37 feet, nothing but net. Temple was trying to foul him. They didn't call it. Inbound to Devontae, three-quarter court, good if it goes. He banked it in! He banked it in! He banked it in! The Pelicans have won by the most improbable shot you can even think of. Back-to-back improbable shots. And the Pels win it 113-110, and they are running off the floor and getting the heck out of Dodge. That's right. Nothing like win number nine, Andrew Lopez, who covers the Pelicans for ESPN. How are you, sir? Uh, I'm, I'm I'm good, man. I am uh, I'm good today. That was... Uh... That was something last night, and I, I I might have you know scared the pup on the couch uh, when they uh, yep, when both see. of those shots went in um, with words I am not allowed to use on public yep. radio. Yep. Um, so I'm like I'm I'm good, man. Like I said last night, uh, like I tweeted, like basketball is the best. Even sometimes bad, terrible basketball can can lead to the best. Yeah, that was the battle for the seller in the Western Conference. But you know what? We'll get to the point that I made that I heard Devontae Graham kind of back me up on here as well after the game. But look, I here's the thing. And you and I have talked about this, that we could say and probably agree that we are seeing better basketball. And at the end of the day, if this team wants to be a playoff team or eventually a consistent playoff team and a winning team, you got to start laying some good foundational pieces Brandon Ingram, the last seven, eight games, man, 34 points last night. Let's just start there, and then we'll get to the news of the day. I want to start positive, Andrew. I, it is what it is with Zion. So anyway, but B.I., man, what has been the difference? What 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 could you find out? Like, what was said in that conversation with Willie Green and B.I.? My take on it is something along the lines of this. Be more of a playmaker, perhaps, than a, just a shot maker. He seems like he's starting to feel more digits in different parts of the box score. The funny thing about that conversation is we've asked both of them, and clearly neither one are giving us uh, a lot of details. I remember watching the conversation. I remember 
I remember watching it mostly because everybody else on the court finished their work, and we're sitting there just waiting on those two. Uh, and Brandon Ingram tried to, like, go out the back door of Willie's office so he didn't have to do media. Uh, and so one of the PR guys caught him, and he was like, ah, you got me. And we had a laugh about it, and he came and, and talked to us and was kind of joking around. Like, good-spirited kind of stuff. But that that conversation lasted maybe like 10, 15 minutes, and it was a lot of, you know, pointing over here and doing this. And it wasn't a it wasn't a heated conversation by any means. It was a, a talk between a player and a coach. But I think it got a message across to Brandon about, you know, relaxing and trusting the guys on the floor and, and letting them make plays. We've seen a couple of instances since then where uh, – in the clutch, things haven't gone necessarily their way, but I think last night was a was a turn for that, and or hopefully it's a turn. Mm-hmm. What you've seen in Brandon Ingram uh, last night was the probably the best clutch performance yeah. he's had, probably the second best he's had in a Pelicans uniform. Maybe only that Utah game, that duel with uh, Donovan Mitchell, where he should have had a buzzer beater, um, but did not. And thanks to the, the point one seconds on the clock game where. You know, Rudy didn't get fouled by anybody after that. But mm-hmm. um, I want to say that's probably it, surely the best of the year. Four for five. He, you know, um, he, he had the layup, then he had the steal and the dunk, and then he had another turnaround shot, hit the two free throws in the clutch. Uh, just a great performance that, you know, you're not even in position for one for, you know, Shea shot would then probably have put you ahead. Right. at that point. And then two, for, for Devontae obviously to hit his shot. So, great job by Brandon down the stretch, and you hope that is something that can translate down the stretch. Because look, at the end of the day, this team is still, I'm going to be the wet blanket now, the only, they they, are, they went from 1-9 and nine to 2-9 and nine in clutch situations. The NBA defines clutch situations as a score within five, uh, within five points in the final five minutes. Uh, they improved to 2-9. and nine. They are still the only team in the NBA with just two wins in clutch situations. Everyone else has at least three. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have not been very good in the clutch. So you hope yesterday was a, a step in the right direction. Speak with Andrew Lopez, covers the Pelicans. We'll get on the latest Zion news here in a quick sec. But, you know, look, I, I think that's a foundational piece. If this guy can start being more of a playmaker and a guy that wants to be aggressive in a tax room, which we saw last night, we've seen in this stretch of games, and not just selling for the Jays, um, Andrew in late fourth quarter action. I think that would be a positive. We know what Herb's been able to do. And, and I, I just look at the celebration. I look at them. It seems to, and you're there at practice and you're seeing the end. It just seems like a different vibe. I think they respect the coach. I think the coach respects his players. And I think they're trying to figure it out amongst themselves rather than the finger pointing or just being down that they only have nine wins. Am I wrong with that? Not at all. First ten games, the team was one and nine. Second ten games, the team was three and seven. Third ten games, the team was five and five. You were seeing steady improvement throughout the year. The offensive numbers have ticked up. The defensive numbers have ticked down, or uh, however you want to look at it. Uh, Willie mentioned to us at practice today. He said when he walks in the building, you got to remember this is Willie Green has been, uh, you know, he was a player for twelve seasons. Plays, you know, co- you know, he's a PD coach with the Warriors for for a few years goes to Phoenix. He's been around a lot of basketball in his career. Um, he said, when you walk in the building, this doesn't seem like a 9-21 and team. Guys are, are, are upbeat. They're cheering. You know, uh, you know, I think we saw yesterday that, that Brandon, uh, Brandon Demas mentioned, uh, you know, Willie has never had gumbo in his life. Willie Hernan Gomez. Willie Hernan Gomez. Uh, they're having gumbo today. Uh, so Willie can taste it. Him and Jose Alvarado. Uh, so, you know, like they are, they are having fun. Billy mentioned that, you know, Brandon Ingram is often first got kind of he shoots in the morning. He comes back, he shoots at night. Uh, they really do like each other. And it's not, you know, if you were just hanging around this team for a day or so, right. you wouldn't think it's a nine 21 team. That's a credit to Willie Green. It's a credit to uh, the culture that he is putting in place. And I think that is a big thing. Uh, especially after last season, is having right. a positive culture. Uh, it, this is nothing against Stan, but I don't think if this team was 9-21 last season, they would be as upbeat as they are right now. And I think that shows to them buying into what Willie is saying, mm-hmm. buying into the improvement uh, that he is talking about, and kind of going through that. The reason I bring that up, 
is to get to the Zion news because I almost think, and, I, and maybe I'm wrong, maybe it's just me, assert, you know, like assuming that that conversation was maybe had and Brandon Ingram becoming more of a playmaker because I think at the beginning of the season, it's a mindset almost change, right? Okay, well, maybe Zion will be back in a week or two. Well, maybe it's just around the corner. Then kind of just stay afloat. I mean, I know fans and media have sort of been like, when Zion returns, when he's coming back, then this team. This dude may not be back to February now. So at some point, the mindset has to change. If they're going to be a 10th seed minimum, this squad, this team that we're seeing every night, they have to figure it out. They have to do it. It needs to be Brandon Ingram's team. It needs to be him that's leading the way. Everyone needs to... You know, help him. I mean, and then, oh, look, Zion's on the court. I almost think that you have to approach it this year with the latest news that you're looking at four to six weeks before they can even start thinking about ramping him up again. Yes, and so let's 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 talk about that part first. Uh, it is a uh, an injection into his foot that is supposed to help with the bone heal. Um, the the entire part of this right now uh, is the bone is not healing properly. All right. And look, we can talk about where Zion is at, at, at his weight. And if that would help. At the end of the day, even if he was at his ideal weight, that's still 285 pounds or 275 pounds, whatever you want to call his ideal weight, on a foot instead of, you know, 300, whatever it is, right? He is he's still a lot of weight on a broken foot, period. So that the conditioning side of that is, is – starting to be taken care of. However, it is a bone is a simple bone healing issue. It is not healing the right way. Bobby Marks of ESPN, the former general manager uh, in the NBA for the, for the Nets in the New Jersey, then Brooklyn Nets. Uh, Bobby said it's the same kind of injection that, um, that Brooke Lopez got when he was with the Nets, when he was dealing with the foot injury. This is not just an uncommon thing. This is, I mean, this happens when you have these sort of injuries. Okay. So, but with him being out for now another four to six weeks before you can even pretend to see what's going on. Um, one, if he is okay and they see the, the healing that they want at that point, it is going to help the ramp up process because he's at that point probably doesn't have to do the same level of conditioning work he did uh, the first time around. But it also gives you in your mind, all right, look, we're four to six weeks, fine. We don't have to worry about that. As you said, okay, this is Brandon's team. We're going to run through this. We're going to run through JV with right. these with this with these sets, and you control it that way. And I think it's it's going to help the team mindset, knowing where Z is in everything, uh, and knowing that you know it, it, it's you don't have to worry about oh, does he come back next week? Does he? Don't worry about him right now. You focus mm-hmm. on on what you have, and you go from there. No doubt. As we wrap up, Andrew, 29 games left until the All-Star break. 23 games after the All-Star break. If I was just looking at, say, the All-Star break, and that's, again, three, four weeks past. Week six is January 27th from today. Like, six weeks from today is January 27th. I was trying to get an an idea time-wise. So, you know, the trade deadline is the 10th. I mean, you have some time here, and there is a lot of basketball that you can be played. I I literally just read all of the teams you would be playing if he came back the first game after the All-Star break. And again, there's a three, four-week gap between the 27th, which would be week six, and the All-Star break. So there's a lot of basketball still, Andrew. So it is reasonable to think that he can still get on the floor and still help this team. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you're, you know, I, I think hopefully at the end of this next procedure, I think you're also in a spot where I think you end up knowing either way which way the, the the rest of the year will go, mm-hmm. okay? Because at a certain point, you just run out of time in terms of, oh, he still needs, you know, X amount of time to ramp up towards basketball activity. Um, if this takes the way they, they would like, I think you still see him um, around. I mean, that, that all-star break is a good measure if you want to look at it that way. I don't know how long it would take him from that point if it's six right. weeks. But I think they are... Again, when, when they announced everything, when, when everything went down last week, last weekend, I think they were still of the of the mindset that he was going to be able to come back this year. The one thing the kid loves to do is he loves to play basketball. And if he is able to play basketball this year, he will try and do so. And I think that's where you're at right now. Andrew Lopez covers your New Orleans Pelicans for ESPN. As always, man, appreciate the time. Thank you, bud.
Thank you. Now I'm hungry for gumbo, though. Lee Sterling is next from Paramount Sports. We'll uh, get his thoughts on the bowls that are coming up here as well. It's the Sports Hangover in ESPN New Orleans. It's the Big Finish Sales Event at Southland Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram truck or van at Southland Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. On August 29, 2021, Hurricane Ida wreaked havoc on our community, leaving thousands of people feeling helpless, vulnerable, and desperate. We refuse to let insurance companies do the same. At AMO Trial Lawyers, we have assembled a team of not only attorneys, but also contractors, adjusters, engineers, and estimators with the focus of maximizing your claim value and assisting in your recovery. If you think your insurance company isn't treating you fairly, get a name that insurance companies know by calling 985-446-3333. I'm Matt Ori, And I'm David Ardwin. And we are the AMO Advantage. The cleanup continues from the recent storms, and we want you to know that nobody can get a metal roof or metal building to you faster than Reed's Metals in Brookhaven. For all your metal building components, Reed's Metals has it all in stock. Roll-up doors, insulation, skylights, purlins, and more. Our metal building frames are American-made steel, all put together by certified welders. Metal buildings and everything you need with quick delivery, too. When you call Reed's Metals in Brookhaven, 601 823 6516 or online at reedsmetals.com. With Early Paycheck, you can get your direct deposit up to two days earlier. That's another reason banking with Capital One is the easiest decision ever. Even easier than deciding to open the biggest birthday gift first. Happy birthday to you. Which one are you going to open first? The pony. Yep, even easier than that. Plus, with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is banking with Capital One even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. No fees or minimums on new consumer accounts. Capital One and AIM member FDIC. Adventure, intrigue, mystery, romance. It's a storm of entertainment that brings down the house. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. Lee Sterling, Paramount Sports. Last segments of the year. We'll talk again around the Super Bowl. That's all the way to February, sir. How are you today? I'm good. Yeah, I love this time of year. Um, it's always fun. Everyone's in, well, most people are in good moods. And, uh, I mean, we even got some NFL football on Saturday. Two really mm-hmm. good games. Yeah, we do. And, and it starts kind of with tonight. We'll get to that here in a quick second. It's the game of the week, KC and the Chargers, and now folks can get that here as well. But bowl season, and obviously the big bowls, the semifinals, is something everyone pays attention to. But here in New Orleans in the Sugar Bowl, it's a good matchup. Baylor and yeah. Ole Miss, right? Aranda, guy a lot yeah. of LSU fans wouldn't mind have been the head coach. They know him from his days here and the lane train. And, look, I'm. it's going to be fun in the Dome here. You got Baylor, one-and-a-half-point favorite. I think so, and I uh, think it's going to be a little more open than uh, if this was maybe, let's say, a conference championship team and, and a game here. But um, I think Ole Miss is going to push tempo. They're number two in the country, and that might put Baylor at a disadvantage. When Baylor's set and they get their defense in, they're pretty tough to move on and get in the end zone. They're really good in the red zone, red zone defense. But um, – uh, Bears um, might have trouble here defending explosive plays. That's where they've had trouble uh, on defense, and uh, that's what Ole Miss is all about. Mm-hmm. Ole Miss's defense here before was terrible. I mean, absolutely awful. But this year, moved all the way up to number 52 and allowing scoring drives. Uh, so they'll let you in the red zone like Baylor and, and limit you there to get in the end zone. Uh, I think it should be a fun game, but I think Ole Miss comes out on top 30-23. to 23. All right, uh, let's take yep. a look at one of the two semifinal games here. Alabama-Cincinnati, 13.5-point favorite. You got the Tide, why? Yeah, and, and I think Alabama's going to take a different approach to this game, Gus. I think that with the Georgia game, they decided we're going to use the pass to open up the run. I think they're going to use uh, the running game to open up the pass. And uh, 
Why? Because since he may have the best secondary in the country, and they saw their offensive line could go to toe to toe with Georgia, so they'll feel they have an advantage against the Cincinnati front seven. And and if they get a lead by double digits, look out. It's just going to be tough for Desmond Ritter to to bounce back. Usually, once Bama gets up by double digits, the game's over. He's going to have to play his best game as collegiate quarterback. And mm-hmm. those blitz packages that Bama throws at you once they get up. You know, 10 points, it's almost over. I think Bama pulls away late, 34-13. Hey, let me ask you quickly on Cincinnati. Yep. What are your thoughts on, on Ritter, the quarterback there? Todd McShay had a mock to the Saints as a, as a draft pick in the first round. I don't I don't think he's first-round material, just being quite honest with you. I think it's the one thing I've done pretty well is to, to really study quarterbacks. Now, it's a little bit easier when I see him in person because you can see the velocity on the passes, but – I think he's a real good college quarterback. I wouldn't take him before the third round. Just going to put it out there. Okay. Yep. That's why I was. You heard asking. it here first. I mean, no, I I've been, I'm wrong sometimes. No. I am, and I admit it. But uh, like with Justin Herbert against Tua, I was telling people that Herbert was the guy, and mm-hmm. I was in the minority. And I mean, there were some things, some rumors coming out now that 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 even some coaches were were saying. Not some, not some great things about uh, Justin Herbert, but um, I mean everything we've seen since he's turned turned to pro as far as uh, his talent and also the way uh, he gets along with his teammates. Uh, right. He's been first rate. Yeah, no doubt. The other one is Georgia and Michigan Bulldogs eight point favorite here. Can uh, can Mister Khakis pull off the upset? <laughs> what did you think of the line? Didn't you think this line was going to come like four and a half five when the line came out? Yeah, and I think a lot of it is just because obviously Georgia was undefeated until that game there as well. But I'll be honest, look, and I'm one that goes, who does the Big Ten really play? They have one or two tough Mm -hmm. games. But Michigan has looked to my eyes Mm -hmm. as a team that's improved over the last month and a half. Like, they look better. Like, they legit put up those points against Iowa. I agree. And I thought both game plans and both games by their coaching staff uh, were excellent. And I'm not in love with Kirby Smart as a coach in big games. So uh, he could have knocked out Alabama. They would have been done. He wouldn't have had to face them in the championship. But now, even if he wins, he's going to have to face them. And um, I think it falls on the coaching staff. So uh, Michigan's game planning and play calling in each of the last two games was great. Like I said, uh, just like you believe, I think that they're peaking right now. They're going to have to not be able to just run over Georgia like they did each of these last two opponents, but I think they're smart enough to figure it out. I see two even teams here. Maybe even the wrong team is favored. I like Michigan, 27-26. All right, Lee, let's take a look at LSU taking on Kansas State. I don't know who's going to quarterback this team yep. in the bowl game. And uh, Kansas State, a one-and-a-half-point favorite. So what's your best guess? Who's going to be the starter? I honestly, I don't know. I mean, I, <laughs> you can't even I, guess. Huh? No, it's I mean, it's, it's, it looks like right now the only you only have two quarterbacks that right. you know have never taken a snap. So I mean, maybe by the way, Miles they use Brennan, wide receiver John Trey Kirkland, maybe some, maybe so. But I was just going to yeah. mention Miles Brennan. You know, is coming back, but he's he's right. not playing in the bowl game. So right, right, there he goes. It's not him. Yeah, I don't. I don't think, and I don't think there's going to be a ruling that's going to go in in, in LSU's favor of allowing Garrett Nussmeier to, right. to quarterback another game without losing his redshirt. A rule is a rule, and you don't want to burn it for 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 this. And Kansas State, they lost their offensive coordinator. They fired him. Uh, they're going to use Colin Klein, if you remember him, their great quarterback from the past. He'll call plays. It looks like Skylar Thompson will play for them, and they have not run him much at all. The last two years, they couldn't afford him getting hurt. But this will probably be his last game. Uh, I don't see him. He, he might even have trouble getting a tryout in the NFL. Really good college quarterback, but he used to run a lot. But I think they're gonna. They're just gonna throw it all out there, and I think I expect maybe some really good play calling from Colin Klein here. And uh, with only a few assistants staying around, I think Kansas State has more of the motivation. I think they win and cover. Low scoring game, twenty four seventeen. To the NFL we go. I feel like 11's a lot. I understand it a whole bunch, Tampa and the Saints here. I do because I don't know where the points are going to come from with New Orleans. But is 11 too much? I think so. So I'm not saying that Tampa Bay's good, uh, borderline great. But New Orleans has had their number, and that kind of says something here. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that 
you see with Kamara in there, the difference. I mean, he just has a different gear that all the other backs just don't have. And I think they're going to be able to score some. So uh, Brady, I think, is still good, but without A.B., maybe not great. Also, I think that front seven is going to give uh, Tampa Bay some trouble here. So I think they're going to be up for the challenge. I, I think it's going to game that goes down to the wire. Tampa Bay winning here 27-23, but I'll take the 11. Yeah, that's how I was got to yeah. figure. I mean, look, I, yeah. it, they're the better team right now, So, but 11, you know, that's how I'm thinking about it. All right, so if folks want to get yeah. tonight's game and some other ones, you got some pretty interesting ones like Cincy and Denver all of a sudden is mm-hmm. a big game, right? I mean, I feel like two weeks ago, Lee, we were talking about the Bengals being the top team in the AFC. Now they're battling for a playoff spot. So I can focus Yeah, and Indy and New England. What a great card on Saturday, and it all starts tonight. They want to get the game tonight. I will give them the Kansas City and – L.A. Chargers game, I've got a real strong opinion on that game. Just call 800-400-9741. Again, the number 800-400-9741. I'll hand them my strong opinion on the game tonight. And I'd love to have everyone for the ride, uh, you know, through the playoffs last year from the first uh, college bowl, which starts tomorrow at 11 a.m. your time. They're starting earlier, trying to fit in a few more extra bowl games. Uh, we won 27 of the last 36 games last year. You want to hop on board? Normally, it's two ninety seven through December thirty first. We call it our double down December special. Mm-hmm. Use coupon code Save two hundred. Never had it this low. Ninety seven dollars for the next three weeks. ParamountSports.com. As always, man, appreciate the time, Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports. We'll talk again come Super Bowl. Oh, wait, who's yeah. the national champ? Yeah, who, I want to wish you, uh, Gus, you and mm-hmm. your family and your staff and all the listeners out there. Happy, healthy, and safe holiday. Same to you, my friend. Okay, buddy. Appreciate it. Quick break. When we come back, uh, we're going to try to get a hold of Chip Patterson and see his thoughts on signing day. We'll give you the latest updates here as well. 800-998-1003. can chit-chat about that as well. So Sports Hangover, top of the hour, Matt Moscona. And after further review, lots of um, LSU news he's going to open up the show with. Getting a big old offensive lineman to transfer to the Tigers. It's a big thing. Sports Hangover on ESPN World. Hey, Ray Maliazzi here. I'd like to carry more parts at my shop, but I just don't have the room. Every time I go in the back to get wiper blades, I trip over a dusty crate of Honda air filters, then bang my head on some GTO radiator hoses ebay motors never has that problem they stock all the right parts at the right prices 122 million of them with everything from new headlights to vintage gear shifters i can't imagine being able to stock 122 million parts i mean where would i get all those shelves ebay motors let's ride when we walk when we reach when we play we're moving through life and in the wake of covid19 we haven't been moving enough An estimated 80% of Americans aren't getting their recommended daily amount of physical activity. It's time to move and keep moving, America, wherever you are and however you can. Movement reduces your risk of diabetes, heart disease, and cancer. It improves your brain function and mental health. It helps you manage pain and boost your immune system. And when you need help, physical therapists and physical therapist assistants are by your side. With expert care to increase your strength and mobility and to improve your quality of life through prescribed exercise and teamwork. Because even in a pandemic, we are meant to climb, to dance, to soar, to thrive. Choose to move. Choose physical therapy. Visit ChoosePT.com. Sarah Spain. She is resigning now in this moment because she has been proven to have failed all of those girls. And me, Jason Fitz, are Spain and Fitz. We are back. College football has built into it nostalgia. Sarah Spain. A connection to a community. This will not have that. Jason Fitz. He is, when he is healthy, considered to be one of the great young pieces in the game. Spain and Fitz returns weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio. How can we be excited about a show where we just talk? Talk sports. That's how they talk in the major league. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. We'll hear from Chip Patterson here in a matter of minutes. Give me a second to tell you. 
about DraftKings Sportsbooks coming soon to Louisiana, and it won't be long until your favorite sports can be bet on from the comfort of your own home. To celebrate DraftKings Sportsbook is giving customers $100 in free bets when you sign up before they go live. All you got to do is go ahead and sign up. Use the code LaRose, $100 in free bets just for signing up. No deposit required. It's the beauty of it. DraftKings bringing their experience as a leader's daily fantasy sports as the official daily fantasy provider for the NFL um, to gaming and betting, sports booking. So all you have to do is go ahead, put in the code LaRose, and away you go. Boom. Easy enough, right? No deposit required. So go ahead and give that a try. DraftKings Sportsbook. Chip Patterson, CBSSports.com, joins us to talk a little bit about signing day and some other interesting things in the world of college football as bowl season begins tomorrow. Chip, as always, man, appreciate the time. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. Are you going to be in the house on uh, Saturday night for the uh, the annual late extra primetime R&L Carriers New Orleans Bowl? I normally would, but it's my wife's work holiday party, and her boss invited her, so uh, I gotta I got to go to that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean we. I mean to to be very transparent, we divide up the shift through the day, and yep. I said uh, I was, I'm, I'm I'm taking an early shift, which does get me Western Kentucky App State, a very good game in the Boca Bowl early, but it also makes me available for some uh, some family time in the evening. Mm. Uh, yeah, that is very key for sure. Family time, and especially this part of the season has been busy. I feel though, like Chip, especially like uh, someone in your position. There has been zero downtime, right? Normally, after the season ends, you're doing that. But with all the coaching changes, the staff hirings, the battle for recruiting yesterday and signing day, it's been a whirlwind of activity, huh? Yeah, and uh, let's zoom out because you and I have been talking uh, about college football together for almost a decade, probably a full maybe even 10, 11 years at this point. But if you take this all the way back to June – when we started to have uh, name, image, and likeness, college football playoff yep. expansion, yep. the NCAA against the Supreme Court. I mean, there has been no offseason. This has been nonstop college football excitement, uh, you know, landscape-shifting stuff, Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC. Like, that's what Travis Hunter's flip from Florida State to Jackson State was, was yet another in a line of just, like, wild landscape shifting stuff as college football, you know, much like a lot of moments as sports has evolved over time. It's, you don't even realize it's happening when it's happening right in front of you. How big was it? That was going to be my next question. How how big was the, the Hunter flip and going to Jackson State? What do you think it means moving forward, if anything at all? Oh, it was, it was very big, but, it, uh, you know, a moment is determined as big really by how we react to it. And right. I think that the attention um, that was given to it, it includes number one prospect in the class, includes that this came absolutely out of nowhere from a player who was so committed to Florida State that he was helping recruit that class. So much of the positive momentum that Mike Norvell and the Florida State staff had established, a lot of it was because of Travis Hunter telling other kids, hey, let's all go to Tallahassee. So this was, you know, one of those really, really wild moments within college football recruiting, one of the biggest college football recruiting signings uh, in a flip in a long time, some say ever. So, like, just even within that context, throw in that it's Deion Sanders with this, you know, grand um, – you know, at the end of a season where he's won the conference championship, he's going to be in the celebration bowl. He's been awarded some FCS coach of the year awards. Like at the conclusion of this season where he has answered every challenge to have this huge recruiting win, you know, really um, like adds a little bit of proof positive. If you wanted to view Deion Sanders at Jackson state as an experiment, if you, if you thought, okay, we'll see how this goes. This is the end of the season. And this is a recruiting class that is going to go down in history uh, for Jackson State and Deion Sanders. So, like, like at so many different levels, both within recruiting and college football in general, this is a massive story. And what does it mean moving forward? Uh, I think that it just continues to, you know, drive home for me 
that there are a certain class of uh, athletes in every single recruiting class, especially at the football and men's basketball level, mm-hmm. where you're going to be able to get to the pros no matter where you go. You are so uniquely talented. I mean, I, I, I don't know what our Q score is for Zion right now, but Zion could have gone and played basketball anywhere. Heck, he was considering Clemson, but he went to right. Duke. But if he'd gone to Clemson, if he'd gone to Duke, Heck, if Zion had gone to South Carolina State, he still would have ended up in the NFL. And I think the same is true with someone like Travis Hunter, is that he can go to Florida State, he could go to Alabama, he could go to Georgia, he could go to Jackson State, and he's still going to go to the NFL. And ultimately, I think that in an era of player empowerment, the idea that you can go off on your own and and pave your own path, that is something that certain players are going to be attracted to. Chip, and I wonder, too, if more players are going to look at it that way here as well. I thought it was interesting Lane Kiffin sort of dropped this yesterday, or was it Tuesday, where he said he just hopes that the kids that are being promised the money actually get it because there's no contracts. I know certain schools are using their legal departments or set up NIL to kind of go through the school and to where the kids always either signing it or doing it somewhere on campus so you know, they, they know what's going on or, or they're, they're, they're making counsel available or things of that nature. Do you think that might be the, sort of the next step? Because, I don't know, is Lane kind of throwing it out there um, because he thinks that maybe some of these kids are being promised money they're never going to get? Um, with, without a doubt. I mean, there's relationships that are going to go wrong, but I, I'm not going to, you know, the programs that are going to try to take care of their players are going to be the programs that try to provide this. I don't think that I don't think that anyone's going to be successful over the long run screwing over players or participating in players getting screwed over. And you know, in this like, not to go all Spider Man on you guys, but in this era of player empowerment comes also some player responsibility. And so I think that trying to make sure that. You, you don't end up getting manipulated. Like, Dabo's talking about adults manipulating uh, young men. And, like, that's the, those, are, those are the tough decisions that I think are being made right now uh, everywhere. So you do hope that the schools provide that for them, but I don't know if it's necessarily their requirement to do so. I would say that if you want to be successful, then you're going to do it because otherwise your reputation is going to make it less attractive for people to come to your program. No doubt about it. Um a&M getting the number one recruiting class over there. Max Johnson's brother, the top tight end, he goes over there. Does that mean Max Johnson's going to be an Aggie? What do you think overall the Aggie class? Uh, I mean, the Aggie class is all about the line of scrimmage. Obviously, you get the number one tight end in uh, Johnson. And, yeah, I would make Max Johnson the betting favorite. I thought it was interesting. Miles Brennan's going to stay at LSU. Um, that, that news popping a little bit earlier today on my radar. Mm-hmm. So as we sort of look at the – as the quarterbacks turn there in the SEC West, Bo Nix out at Auburn, you know, what's going to end up being the next there. It's, it's going to be uh, very interesting to see, but I would definitely say that for Jimbo Fisher and Texas A&M, what they are doing is they are trying to close the gap with Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State. And I'm speaking in a very, like, national sense there. Not just that they're the third best in the SEC, right. but they that they are number three nationally. And that there is uh, no one else who's in that conversation. We used to have that conversation about, you know, maybe is Clemson going to jump up there? No, no, it's not going to be Clemson. In fact, Clemson's recruiting class, you know, outside the top 10 this year. No one else is really close, but Texas A&M is closing that gap, and they're doing it the, the way that you win in the SEC, and that's on the lines of scrimmage. And it's interesting when you look at the top classes, again, at this point, there's still another signing day still to come, still some big names to get out there as well. Do you see most of these rankings sort of changing, or is this kind of what it's going to look like right now by the end of, you know, the, the next signing period? So the race for the number one class is not done, um, but it is, like, it's Alabama, it's Georgia, and it's Texas A&M. Like, mm-hmm. surprise, surprise, look who we've got involved. I, right. I did figure out that I think Ohio State's, out of the running to end up at number one. Uh, some of the other movements up, I would expect that USC is going to have a much better second signing day as Lincoln Riley is able to, you know, really put his feet down in California and reconnect with a lot of those same uh, people who helped him be able to get prospects from California to come out to Norman. 
So I, USC should be on the rise. I expect Miami will be on the rise. And a lot of these programs with first-year coaches are really going to be using the transfer portal a lot to be able to address some personnel needs. So uh, I think any of the first-year coaches are going to be ones that are going to rise. But I think the top three is pretty locked in. I just don't know which of Alabama, Georgia, uh, Brian Kelly, and LSU, of course. Like, I expect that recruiting ranking to rise. Um, but I don't think the top three, Texas A&M, Georgia, Alabama, is getting cracked. When you look at, uh, I guess, some of the, the players that announced yesterday, who do you think was the most impactful player? And I know it's hard to look at now because you know how it's going to translate, right? And if they're going to be that big-time player or, or something of that nature. But I, I kind of feel like there's one or two schools that maybe got a player or two to sign with them that uh, it really was important. I mean, Florida getting the number one safety. You, you could just I, – the video that they showed from inside Billy Napier's room, they, they didn't know. They didn't know until he said he was going to be a Gator. That was interesting there. How big was that signing? And perhaps do you see a player or two that you're like, okay, that guy in that school, in that system with that coach, watch out. So, number one, that one was big. And it was big because Florida's got the 14th ranked recruiting class in the SEC. Reminder, there's 14 teams in the SEC. But you go and you look at the class, it's mostly just because it's small. They've got a lot of work to do. Add Billy Napier in Florida to the list of schools that are going to see their ranking include very, very quickly. And, yeah, being able to, to land that late in the day, too, I think it just sort of had you finish in National Signing Day on a positive note. But, I mean, I'm, I really, like, can't get off this. Like, one of the things that had Travis Hunter excited about going to play Jackson State is that Dion said he can play both ways, play running back, play cornerback. Man might end up doing some special teams as well. You want to talk about actually impactful Jackson State's one of the best FCS teams in the country, and they got a player who is going to instantly have impact in, what, 50, 55 snaps per game? I mean, that's that's just massive. As always, man, appreciate the time, and the bowl seasons are coming. I know we got a little bit until the semifinals. Is there one you're kind of keeping an eye on before we get? Is it Notre Dame being one before we get to the semifinals? Oh, well, that's after the semifinals. That that's one's right. going to be it's on New semif- Year's Day. Yeah, right. the Notre Dame, Oklahoma State, definitely going to be one that's on my radar. Um, I, again, I'll come back to it. I really, really like this Western Kentucky App State game. Um, I really, really like the San Diego State UTSA game. Uh, and I really, really like, let's see, what's another one on there that's pretty good? We start to get into some some kind of tasty matchups. UCLA-NC State, that's another good one. Uh, the Holiday Bowl. So those would be three that I'd turn your attention to. I think Baylor Ole Miss will be fun. Heck yeah. It's a New Year's <laughs> Six Bowl game. I mean, all, like all of those should be built yeah. in, understood. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be competitive or fun. And if it's not competitive, it's because someone no-showed and got embarrassed. Very good point. I, I even think Pitt and Michigan State, too, as well. I mean, we're looking at possible quarterbacks, you know, over here in New Orleans. Pickett, we'll see how he does. Uh, as always, man, I appreciate the time that you find for us, Chip. Thank you so much, man. Yeah, don't forget that, uh, that Pitt Michigan State is the Pat Narduzzi Bowl. That's true. That is very true. Thanks right, as always, man. Good. Y'all be well. Appreciate it, buddy. Here we go, Chip Patterson. Final segment next on ESP New Orleans. It's time to have fun, so come on in. Come on in and win. It's magic. Cash magic. Come and feel the magic. Cash magic. Where winners play every night and day. Cash magic. Video poker players know there's a difference at Cash Magic. A big difference. At your local Cash Magic casino, you'll have fun playing the newest games while enjoying our fast and friendly VIP service. Cash Magic is my lucky place. They really do make you feel like a VIP. It's time to have fun, so let us make you feel right at home with our fast and friendly VIP service. Come feel the magic today at one of our nine Cash Magic casinos in Southeast Louisiana, including our two newest locations, Cash Magic Galliano and the Royal Flush in Homa, Louisiana's favorite place to play video poker, Cash Magic. You'll always be a VIP.
Must be 21 or older. Valid ID required. Gambling problem 877-770-STOP. Offshore workers are among the most important members of the Gulf Coast workforce. When a person working offshore or on a vessel is injured, the effects on their family can be devastating. At the King Firm, we are proud to have experience with these types of cases and make it a priority to see that our clients receive just compensation and are treated fairly. If you've been injured, don't play the game of claims with the insurance companies. Ring the King at 504-909-KING or 888-241-8766. Is pain putting a strain on your quality of life? Don't suffer in silence. Get relief at the Pain Center of Thibodeau Regional. Dr. Luis Hernandez and Dr. Keith Duplantis can provide solutions to neck, knee, and back pain, as well as pain associated with injury, arthritis, nerve damage, and migraines. Get help for your pain at the Pain Center of Thibodeau Regional. Call today, 985-493-4080, or go to Thibodeau.com. Got a hot take? Everybody listen up. Let's hear it. Call us at 800-998-1003. Answer that phone. Or tweet us at ESPN Radio NOLA. Now, back to the sports hangover with Gus Kattengill. 800-998-1003. Matt Muscona out to further review. Coming up here in about 13 minutes, Miles Frazier, freshman All-American this past year. Great as the best starting tackle in the country by pro football focus. Just four sacks in 12 games. Transferred to LSU. Chose the Tigers over Ohio State and Florida State. So a couple uh, receivers entering the transfer portal for the Tigers. But they picked up a bunch of offensive linemen here as well. So Matt's going to recap all of that here coming up at the top of the hour. So stick around for that. As for all the different aspects that we were touching on earlier today. Again, we've talked a lot about the Pels. And that win yesterday, you know what, one more time, just for graph's sake, the winning call. Giddy will float it into Shea, and he throws up a three from 37 feet. Nothing but net. Temple was trying to foul him. They didn't call it. Inbound to Devontae, three-quarter court, good if it goes. He baked it in! He baked it in! He baked it! In the Pelicans have won by the most improbable shot you can even think of. Back to back improbable shots. And the Pels win it 113-110, and they are running off the floor and getting the heck out of Dodge. <laughs> From despair to disbelief. No doubt, huh? That coach Willie Green. It's interesting how he said after the game. That, yeah, it was a design play, by the way. Yeah, we, we have a play that they actually executed a play that we put in for situations like that. And the moment the ball went in, Devontae looked at me, and I kind of put up like a, a touchdown sign, and he knew what that meant. Um, you know, look, it was, it was a, it was a crazy shot. I'm, I'm just glad it went in. Um, our guys executed pretty decent down the stretch, and, you know, we have room to, for improvement, but I'm proud of what we did tonight. I think one of the things that's interesting too, as I mentioned at the beginning of the, of the game of, of this of the show about that game, I know it's only win nine, and I know the news today of Zion. In case you're just joining us and you didn't hear it, the the team releasing a an update, and it's essentially he got a an injection, a biologic injection yesterday into the foot to promote healing, and. That means he's going to be out for another four to six weeks before they can even start thinking about ramping him up. Williamson going to be limited to low impact, partial weight bearing activities for an extended period, says the team. Further updates will be given following further imaging, which is anticipated to occur in four to six weeks. They're not even going to image his foot and take pictures of it for another month, minimum. The 13th is four weeks. The 27th of January (coughs) is six weeks. If you look at the All-Star break, there's a couple of weeks in between there. The All-Star break's the 20th of February. The 10th of February is the trade deadline. So 29 games from now until the All-Star break. If he, say, plays the first game available after the All-Star break, it's 23 games. That's a lot of games. I don't know if you can make up a ton of space or not, but 23 games, as Andrew Lopez says, he wants to play basketball. So if he's healthy enough to go, he'll go. 
point is, from here on out, it's you have to focus and think of this team. So I think it does matter. I think it does matter every win, and it helps build. As Andrew said at the start of the hour, that Willie Green today said after practice, you walk into the facility, and this doesn't feel like a nine-win team. So being positive and still playing for one another and playing hard, that's one of the hardest aspects to try to get pro athletes to do. It just legitimately is. I mean, think about it. You haven't started out the season the way you wanted. You've only won nine games. The guy that everybody talks about may not be back more than likely until February. Yet, it's not bothering him to an extent, right? This is what Willie Green said he told the team in the locker room after the win last night. I just told him that, you know, I'm proud of him. The first half was a little sluggish for us. Um, I got on him at halftime about... You know, executing, taking care of the ball. We had, I don't know, six or seven turnovers in the first quarter, and we did a better job in the second half. But just proud of our guys. Like, we've been fighting through adversity all season, and this group is having a, a, a fun time hanging with each other in practice. Um, the spirit of this team is upbeat, and I'm proud of the way that they continue to fight. Um, that's pretty much what I told them at, in, in the locker room. I think that's important. I honestly do. It's a foundational aspect of it. If if you respect your coach, will you play hard for your coach? Will you play hard for your teammates? And and not finger point, not blame Brandon Ingram in the locker room. He rushed to the locker room after he hit the shot. <laughs> so uh, when I came back, it was already ice all over my clothes and ice all over his stuff. We had we was just beside each other in, in the locker room, and everyone was just congratulating congratulating him i think the the good thing about this team is everybody congratulates each, each other's success and um that's why I, I like this team very easy to be cynical and i hear you you are eventually judged on wins and losses when you think of the other side of that parking lot though culture that's been created we kind of take it for granted. Oh, 06 was a while back, man. It's 2021. But this team has been able to handle and feels like they can still win post-Drew Brees because of the culture was created. So I like hearing that from them. Matt Moscone, after further review, is up next. Thank you, buddy. Thank you, Jordan. Thank you for tuning us in. Tomorrow's Friday. It's the Sports Hangover in your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans.